We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, if you're listening uh, to this installment, it's, another, it's a continued uh, coverage of my breakdowns for all 133 FBS college football programs. And in this installment, I'm going to continue with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, who last year went 5-7, and 4-4 uh, four and four in the ACC mid-season or towards the beginning of the season there was a coaching change uh, Brent Key was uh, promoted from offensive line coach to interim head coach and proceeded to go four and four um, <coughs> during <coughs> during his time and uh, did a tremendous job getting this team uh, to play extremely hard as a cohesive unit uh, honestly, he wasn't going to be even considered for the head coaching job, but with the way that the team performed, um, the higher-ups thought it was the right move to make, and it definitely uh, seems like that that might be the case. Who knows moving forward what that'll look like, uh, but nonetheless, you have a man in charge who has the complete respect of the program and of his team and it's going to be fun to watch moving forward. Um, now, continuing with the breakdown, uh, looking at the where Georgia Tech, their stadium, of course, they play at Bobby Dodd Stadium at Historic Grant Field. Um, one of the better backdrops when it comes to a college football game as it's right in the heart of Atlanta, and you just got the city skyline in the background. It's, it's just a beautiful place uh, to watch a football game. Uh, seats 55,000 people, um, just a great, great venue, one that I'm looking forward to going to in the future. One of the older stadiums in college football um, was built in uh, 1913, so this is obviously not what it originally looked like, uh, but uh, look, uh, just an interesting statistic here. The original cost for... Uh, Bobby Dodd Stadium was $35,000, which equates to $75 million um, in today's money, which I, I with, or the latest expansion, I should say, equates to that. So that's just pretty, pretty amazing uh, figure there. So now looking at the, at a coach on the rise in the program, I'm, I'm going with, uh, <clears throat> wide receivers coach Josh Josh Crawford. Uh, the reason I'm going with Coach Crawford um, is because of his amazing rise um, in the coaching profession. Um, just a handful of years ago, he was a high school football coach in 2020. Um, coached in different high schools throughout the state of Georgia from 2010 to 2020 <clears throat> and had some great success. Um, in 2021, 
he was hired at Western Kentucky as the outside receivers coach. And then 2022 promoted to co-offensive coordinator and receivers coach. Then this year he's hired on at Georgia Tech as the wide receivers coach. So a pretty amazing rise for a young coach in the profession <clears throat> who, d- who did some really good things as a high school football coach. Just a tremendous, uh, tremendous time. Um, it never has never served as a head coach, but uh, like I said, has coached at some of the premier high schools in the state of Georgia. So now him serving as a on for Georgia Tech uh, just kind of makes sense from his career background, and then moving forward should be able to do some really good things from a recruiting perspective. <clears throat> so I really like this hire, and I really it's just amazing to see. Uh, with somebody um, who was a high school assistant for a long time, what what uh, he's been able to turn his career into. <clears throat> Looking at their 2023 schedule, they open up Friday night, uh, September 1st, against Louisville. Uh, the game is being played at uh, the Atlanta Falcons Stadium, Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium there in Atlanta. So a de facto home game, you could say, for Georgia Tech. <clears throat> then they continue... Uh, with South Carolina State, go to Old Miss, to Wake Forest, host Bowling Green, go to Miami, Boston College, <clears throat> North Carolina, at Virginia, at Clemson, um, then Syracuse and Georgia. So a non-conference schedule of South Carolina State, at Ole Miss, Bowling Green, and Georgia, two SEC teams included <clears throat> with their tough ACC schedule. So it, it's definitely not going to be easy for the Yellow Jackets. I mean, you go to Ole Miss, you go to Clemson, go to Miami, host North Carolina, host Georgia. I mean, it's a tough schedule to say the least, uh, but <clears throat> there's momentum going at least in the program. Uh, position by position breakdown now, looking at the offense. The quarterback position, we'll see a competition well into fall camp. Um, Haynes King transfers in from Texas A&M. And Zach Pyron returns as well. Uh, Pyron was uh, won his first career start at Virginia Tech before suffering a broken collarbone against Miami. Uh, he had a better command of the offense during the spring and kind of seemed in a bit more control. So coming out of the spring, he had a leg up. Uh, but both of these guys were uh, tremendous recruits coming out of high school. Uh, so this competition could go... Excuse me, well into fall camp. Uh, looking at the running back position, uh, they need to get more production from that position this season. Uh, Dante Smith, Jamie Felix both return, but it's Louisville transfer Trey Cooley uh, who could really bring this position uh, some success. Um, he has big playability that, like I said, that could really set him apart in this trio. <clears throat> the receiving core has plenty of new faces. Uh, the top returners are wide receiver Malik Rutherford and tight ends Luke Benson and Dylan Leonard. Uh, it's the additions of wide receivers. Wide receivers Dominic Blaylock from Georgia, Christian Leary from Alabama, Abdul Jana from Duquesne, and Chase Lane from Texas A&M, along with tight ends Jackson Long from USF and Brett Scyther from Georgia that, uh, are really big for this unit could really uh set them 
give them a new identity when it comes to passing the football. Um, Leary, Christian Leary from Alabama could do really well in the slot. Um, Blaylock and Jana could be interesting on the outside. And Brett Scyther from Georgia at tight end uh, was just stuck behind some amazing guys um, looking for a great opportunity here to do some things. Um, then you look at the offensive line. They returned five uh, players who started at least five games last season. <clears throat> uh, center Weston Franklin, left guard Joe Fusel, right tackle Ja'Kai Leftwich, and uh, left tackle Jordan Williams are four of those five returners. Then the additions of Jordan Brown from Charlotte and Connor Skagline from Princeton provide great depth to this unit. <clears throat> Looking at the defense, uh, the defensive line loses a second-round NFL draft pick, uh, but returns plenty. Um, defensive ends Kyle Kennard, Kevin Harris, and uh, Sylvan Yonjarin uh, have plenty of experience. Then defensive tackles Daquan Douse and uh, Micah Scott do as well. Uh, the addition of Etonius Rubin from Clemson provides really good depth. <clears throat> then at the linebacker position, uh, the linebacker unit loses 230 tackles from last season's starters. Um, the additions of uh, Andre White Jr. from Texas A&M and Braylon Oliver from Minnesota should fill those two starting roles. Um, they also added Austin Dean from Rutgers. And then uh, Trinlius <clears throat> Tatum returns and has experience as well. So there's a handful of guys there that could really help this position out, but they're really looking to... <clears throat> the transfer portal to really up, uh, not only upgrade, but fill those starting spots. Uh, the secretary returns four or of five starters. Um, safeties, LaMiles Brooks, who was an all-ACC pick last year, and Jalen King both return, along with cornerbacks K.J. Wallace, Miles Sims, and uh, Kenyatta Watson the second. They have all have plenty of experience. And uh, the additions of safeties, Paul Malu from Idaho and Omar Daniels um, from Kansas State uh, provide, provide good depth here. Um, looking at the special teams now, both kicker Gavin Stewart and punter David Shanahan return. Improving the punting unit is a musk, is a must, I should say as the Yellow Jackets allowed four block punts last season. Um, just um, have to get more discipline on that side of the ball. Uh, final analysis is in my opinion. <coughs> Excuse me. Georgia Tech overcame a horrible start to the season uh, by going 4-4 four and four under Brent Key uh, during his time as interim head coach. The team played extremely hard for him, which made the transition a bit easier. Um, the portal additions need to step up big, and the QB position needs to be settled. But there's plenty of potential on this roster um, to potentially, uh, like I said, potentially get to a bowl game. The, the schedule is very difficult, um, but <clears throat> you wouldn't expect anything less in the ACC and then knowing that they play Georgia every year. Um, so it, it's going to be... It's going to be difficult for them to get to that mark. However, nobody expected them to go 4-4 four and four last year down the stretch there and be in the running for a bowl game uh, late in the season. Um, just a fantastic job by Coach Key 
and the staff who was there to really uh, keep everybody in line and push everybody forward. And, and they did a fantastic job doing that. And some of the games they won were uh, just amazing victories. So <clears throat> moving forward, though, um, it's, it's, this, is, this is obviously one of the tougher jobs. Um, they have uh, getting guys in the portal is a little bit harder because of uh, the academic standards at Georgia Tech. But nonetheless, I mean, they did a – Coach Key and company did a good job adding pieces through the portal this year. Um, it'll be really interesting to see moving forward how that looks and what they're able to do. But I'm intrigued moving forward seeing this team in the 2023 season to see what they could do. So uh, thank you so much to turn in, tuning into this uh, breakdown. Hope you enjoyed it. Please like and subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast, to this podcast. Uh, please follow the podcast Twitter account at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.